Episode 114 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that were important to Wichita's business community. You've probably seen the new buildings and businesses going up in South Wichita along I-235 near the Seneca and Meridian area. That work started because Jeff Lang had vision of what could be. Lang is a real estate developer, also owns and operates several other businesses. Jeff is my guest this week on the podcast. We'll talk about his business ventures and provide a bit more information on those opportunity zones we've been talking about as well. We'll talk in a minute for some notes about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Check out the cover this week. The headline is Brutes in Suits. The corporate challenge is coming up, and companies that want to take the overall trophy have to go through Wichita accounting firm BKD, and they're serious about the competition. The corporate challenge is celebrating its anniversary this year. We talk about the history, name past winners, and give you the schedule for this year's competition. That coverage begins on page 25. Also this week, another in our series of Women Who Lead. This time we feature Women Who Lead in Philanthropy, profiles of all those leaders. They begin on page 13. We spend 10 minutes with Matt Rogers. He's the board chairman of the National Baseball Congress, which hosts the World Series in Wichita each year. Learn about him on page 35. This week's list, residential real estate brokerages ranked by work done in 2018. That's on page 6. We also made some changes to our employers list. Another version is offered on page 10. New business leads every week. We can help your business grow. New real estate deals, building permits, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes, court judgments. It starts this week on page 30. Back to talk with Wichita businessman Jeff Lang in a moment. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Jeff Lang owns several businesses, some you know well, some you may not. Jeff, welcome. Glad you're here. Good to be here, Bill. Let's kind of take it chronologically. Which of your businesses was first? Which first business did you open? Uh, I come from agriculture. I grew up on the farm, so uh, certainly that's where things started, and that's still a part of our world today. Right. Uh, Second was in the real estate business, so I've been a real estate agent since 1981. That goes a little ways back. Back on agriculture, what do you produce? We uh, had a traditional wheat farm in Sumner County, Kansas, and that has grown over the years. And now, today, that farm is very diverse. We still don't have cattle, but we grow about everything else that you can think of that can be grown in Kansas. So beyond wheat, we have soybeans and row crops like uh, uh, corn and and, uh, cotton and all kinds of neat things, even some canola and some less heard of type product is that on land in sedgwick county or spread out we touch into sedgwick county a little bit but mostly across the northern tier of sumner county uh then real estate talk about real real estate estate. happened after graduating from kansas state university in 76 i came back to the farm got a little antsy sitting on that tractor and not really (laughs) getting out there in the world and so uh i was uh, fortunate enough to be raised by a couple parents that were very business savvy 
and uh, both mom and dad attended a lot of land auctions and so uh, my brothers and I went with them to a land auction in 1980 or so and and that auctioneer asked hey what do you think about joining up in the real estate business of the three brothers and I was the one that kind of jumped into that and said hey maybe that's what I'm looking for and the rest has become history. Started out mostly residential? Uh, actually, 100% on the farm, on, farm and ranch okay. world. That's what I knew. And uh, so uh, part of my story is my first year, I was so successful, I didn't even earn a dime. So <laughs> worked a whole year at that. My wife put up with me, and she was teaching out at Goddard at the time and supported us as I was out there thinking that I could take the world on all across the Flint Hills and south central Kansas selling right. farms to to and from 70-year-old farmers and here I am in my 20s and having to convince them I know what I'm talking about. Right. And uh, things started kicking into gear then, and, and that business continued to grow year after year. How long before you opened your next business? Uh, the next uh, business uh, was kind of a diversification of be- being an agent with another broker to 1991, then started Lang Real Estate. And uh, so we started our own thing at that point in time. Uh, one of the things that we touched in 1985 before I started my own brokerage business was developing. So we did some rural development activity and we've continued to do that over the years here. We've kind of specialized in rural home sites. And then uh, what was the next business venture you got into? Next, uh, and I'm sure I'll get some things out of place, <laughs> but uh, 1998, we started a company called A Box For You. Right. Uh, kind of eventful like uh, getting into the real estate business that happened to be a happenstance situation. We had a gentleman literally walk in the front door of our real estate office, wanted to put myself and another acquaintance of mine together. I didn't know this gentleman, but he thought we ought to be joining the forces and starting a portable storage company. So we did. We named that company A Box For You. And the reason we got into that business is they work with containers in the portable storage industry, and I like the universality of that. It's one of the few things that I can think of that you can transport and work with around the world. Most things don't plug in or play together when you move to different countries and go across the pond. So I thought there's got to be some value add that could be created with these simple metal boxes. So we got into that business with that purpose in mind. Let's, uh, let's do some torching and cutting and, and modifying of these containers. That got us then involved with ConocoPhillips out of Ponca City. And uh, then in 2005, a blast happened in Texas City, Texas, where 15 people were killed and over 70 were injured. And that all happened because they were officing in a building that collapsed from a, from a uh, blast event. Right. So uh, an engineer that ConocoPhillips worked with, uh, then we were introduced to, and we got into this business of creating blast-resistant buildings to solve that problem. And that's kind of been a theme of ours. We just love taking problems and solving those problems. So that's what we do in the real estate business. That's what we do with RedGuard. Now that's the name of what was a box for you. A box for you is now evolved into RedGuard. Yes. Yep. And so what was a box for you, that portable storage business, is now just a division of what RedGuard does, and that's called site box storage. That's one of the 
few things that uh, Red Guard does in Wichita. You'll see those red boxes around town and at construction sites right. or different places where people need protective units to store equipment. And you've got you've got your products all over the world, right? We do. We uh, got involved with businesses and opportunities all over the world, and and then uh, somebody sought us out that happened to be in the offshore building business. We knew over time that we were going to go from chemical plants and refineries into platform business out in the ocean. And when this company sought us out and they had a presence across the Eastern Hemisphere, then by joining two joint ventures, one in the Eastern Hemisphere, one in the West, we became truly a global company serving on land and on the ocean. And uh, that, that joint venture has just been awesome for both of us. So was Equiset next? Was that the next uh, company? Yes. Uh, actually, probably Belt Leasing was okay. the next company that was created. Uh, we, like a lot of companies, as uh, we went through the cycles of business, uh, understood the value of capital and how to be creative to create capital. Uh, Red Guard was a growing company, and 2008 through 10 happened. And so we had the opportunity to keep building product, but bankers didn't give us the opportunity of capital to make that product happen. Right. So we did some creative things, and one of the things we did was leasing. And one of the companies that leased to us, uh, that gentleman mentioned that, hey, someday maybe you'll buy my business. And we remembered that comment. And four or five years ago, we indeed did buy Belt Leasing, and uh, now that's one of our portfolio companies. Then it was Equiset? Then it was Equiset. <laughs> and Equiset uh, became the name of something that we'd done over the last 30 to 40 years. Uh, again, it's a solutions company. Uh, equity and assets brought together create the name Equiset. And so uh, we create solutions for those people that get told no by banks, but yet they do have real estate equity or stocks and bonds or oil uh, ventures that uh, have revenues and reserves. So we can use those assets then to create capital to keep their business growing if they have that opportunity to grow, even when we might have a down cycle for other reasons. So you've got all these business interests. How do you manage all those? How do you keep keep them straight and keep them going? That's what my wife keeps asking. <laughs> and uh, thank heavens for Patty. She puts up with me. Uh, it's all about great people. And uh, great people keep me sleeping at night. And uh, great people just seem to keep coming to us when we really need one. And it's kind of one of those God-given things. Every time we really feel like we need somebody to do fill this particular hole, then lo and behold, they just show up before us. And, and it all works out great. So... Uh, it's always about key people to grow business. Uh, you've got to have key management. You've got to have key people at every position. Uh, we have over 250 employees throughout the whole organization, and we feel like every one of them represents us well, and we just continually get that feedback from people that when they talk to any of our people, they feel like, man, that they truly are a cultural fit for the way you do business. You've got another generation of Langs also in the family. We do. Uh, my wife and I in the, have... In the businesses, I should say. Yes, yep, <laughs> in the family businesses. My wife and I have four children. 
Uh, they're from the ages of upper 20s to upper 30s. They have an interest in being good owners in the business. One of our daughters is involved directly in our businesses, but whether they become employees or not is really not something that we push them to. Mm -hmm. We want them to chase their passion, not just their dad's passion. So uh, uh, if they choose to get directly involved in the businesses, then that's great. But uh, they've all chosen to be good owners and good stewards of our business and get to know our people and be driving these businesses and and uh, really represent well, learn well, and, and so there's continuity. So generational planning is something that's important to us. Mm -hmm. Strategic planning is very important to us. So we drive a, a continuum of business principles at all times. And one of our principles follows the Jim Collins principles. Everybody in our organization gets issued all four of those books the day that they join up with oh, us. Oh, wow. And uh, we have monthly cultural workshops, and we debate those principles. And are we living by them? Are we not? What, how are they relevant to us? What pieces do we need to do? How, is, how are we spinning our flywheel the right way? How are we getting the right people in the right seats in our bus? Uh, what are all the things that really matter to us, developing our smack principles and developing our 20-mile march, uh, how to deal with the down cycles and the death threat and crossing Big, hairy, audacious line. goals. We've got our BHAG set. That's right. So, so following all those principles are very important to our culture, and I think that helps us drive having great people, doing great things, and and really managing all of these different businesses. So through that, everybody understands that we're all marching to the same drum, we're all pushing that flywheel the same direction, and we can all go out and accomplish those big, hairy, audacious goals. You had a vision for some land in South Wichita. Talk about how all that came about. Iron Horse is down there. Uh, talk about how all that came about. That uh, we have growing businesses, and our businesses have happened to land in the southwest quadrant of Wichita. I've had an interest in developing mobile home parks. It goes back to 1988. Uh, that's another entity that we didn't talk about. Beyond, beyond the forward-facing companies, mm -hmm. we have multiple companies that really aren't public-facing companies. Uh, so with those growing businesses, then we needed to kind of think about how do we collect those together? How do we all move into one location? So we were actually one of the bidders and one of the people in the final place of the Boeing facility when that sold. And one day we thought we had the deal all put together and, and had a good conversation with the executives at Boeing. And our deal included the personal property. And the next day we read in the paper or the business journal that, lo and behold, there's an auction going on on the Yikes. personal property at Boeing. Wow. So we thought, well, maybe we don't want to chase this bureaucracy. <laughs> right. <laughs> So we looked around ourselves and we thought, you know, where's that opportunity? We're people that like to create opportunity out of these challenges. And we thought, you know, why don't we just drive something right here in our backyard? If anybody can do it, we can right. because of all the energy that we're creating, because of all the good people that we have going on, all the different touches that we have. We've got a lot of talents and we've got a lot of ability to be a catalyst and drive things. So we just started down that path, and we identified a boundary that includes 13 square miles. It, uh, this Crossgate District, as we've branded this, uh, we've worked with Gardner Design here in Wichita, who has been fantastic in helping us develop all of our brands and, and all of our uh, branding ideas and concepts. 
So he helped us brand this as the Crossgate District. It uh, is located south of 235, west of 35 and the Turnpike, and north and east of the Big Ditch. That's encompassing 13 square miles. Right. If we haven't talked to you and you're located in that area, then we want you to reach out to us because we literally want to know everyone that lives, works, or plays in that area uh, because we want to be out in front of things. We want people to understand exactly what we're doing. And by doing that, then there's no controversy and there's not challenges. They understand what we're doing. They can trust what we're doing. Whether they're a property owner and they decide to sell to us, we're fully explaining to them the whole concept before we ever purchase a property so that they feel comfortable that they're in, they're getting involved with something that's going to really change that whole um, character of that area there and not be surprised by how it's changing over right. time. So we're, we're driving on 235 and we look to the south and we see all that new development. Describe what's there. Yeah, and first I might say that obviously there's been two or three years of groundwork that's right. been going on right. to, to develop this concept of the Crossgate District and talk to the people, as I've said. And as a result of that, now we're starting to see the activity. And, and one of the, the attributes of the Crossgate District is the city and the taxpayers have spent a lot of money in that area. And it's not being fully utilized. So now we're, we are utilizing the Interstate 235 exchanges. We are utilizing four and five lane roads that are just partially been utilized. There's sewer, sanitary, and storm mains that are in place that are just partially utilized. So the infrastructure is there. All of those things are wow. there. And now we're going to finally create return for the taxpayers because those things are going to be used. And one of those things that you're seeing now uh, first is Splash Aqua Park. Right. Uh, just a fantastic thing that's come together there. Cole Kalkbrenner is just a fantastic young man that uh, exemplifies the entrepreneurial spirit of Wichita. And uh, we uh, got to know him. We sought him out because he was the gentleman that brought the ski championships to Wichita a year right. ago. And we thought, man, that's an interesting concept. And that's neat that Wichita's doing something so neat. So let's jump on that. Let's get to know this guy. And then we learned that for four years he ran an aqua park like this in Australia, and he's very safety conscious, and we are as a company very safety conscious. So the rest has become history. He's opened that up now. The other thing that is a consequence of that, or the the result is a consequence of things that we're driving, we just personally feel like Wichita kind of doesn't understand how to utilize water as an attribute. Right. We're out in the middle of Kansas, so we don't think about water, I guess. Yep. And so I know now the downtown uh, planning is happening along right. the river. I think that's fantastic, and we as an organization really believe in what we're doing there. And it should be done so that we do a plan versus just kind of a happenstance. Right. Uh, So we wanted to make a statement with the water that we had here at this Steeple Bay project and have activity happen there and and create engagement with that water, not just let it be something that you look at. We want to to really do more with that. And so Aqua Park came about because of that. Behind Aqua Park is Camping World Gander Outdoors. Another thing that we're trying to do is something that is unique and not happening anyplace else in Wichita. You would think, well, Wichita is a sizable city. There's probably very few things that just are that way and are that unique. But as we really keep seeking that out, it's amazing how many businesses Wichita doesn't have. 
And as we found Camping World and their interest in expanding, then now they feel like this could be their number three store across the whole nation wow. right here in Wichita, Kansas. They're expecting over 100,000 visitors a year. Have you met Marcus Lamonis yet? We have not met him directly. We've been in his <laughs> offices in, in uh, Chicago and uh, certainly met with his team and been next door to his space. And we intended to be meeting them him there one time, but tied up as we were in town. So... Uh, he is going to be here in Wichita, Kansas, he tells us, for the grand opening. One of the things that they do is raise their big flag. Right. And, and he's kind of taking advantage of the controversy right now in North Carolina about, what do you mean my flag's too big? <laughs> <laughs> and so he's a, an immigrant. Uh, that's part of our story in America right now, one right. of the battles that we're battling. Well, here's an example of an immigrant that, as we all are, in our right. family heritage, came to the United States and has learned how to flourish with the opportunities that we have. And his quote is, uh, as other people have looked at the Crossgate District and think that Lang Bunch is just crazy to be <laughs> investing in south of Kellogg, that just doesn't happen. He's a guy that looked at that and said, boy, I'd a lot rather be a leader than a follower. You bet. And that's exactly what he's doing. He believes in what we've got going on there, and he's very interested in the whole Crossgate district, not just what he's doing with his own brands. Is there more to come down there? Absolutely. We've got uh, some really neat things going on. We're talking to multiple things from medical to other dealership-type uh, opportunities. There's, again, some new things that are happening in in all kinds of industries that are going on. I just came from a meeting here this morning. One of the things we do in getting to know everybody that's in the Crossgate District is understand what their businesses are. And the meeting that I just left here is a business that's the best kept secret to me and, and, and a company that actually builds computers, fancy computers, gaming systems mm -hmm. here in Wichita, Kansas. Who would know it? Uh, and they're flourishing and doing some really neat things, hiring over 100 people and, and occupying over 60-some thousand square feet. Wow. And that's happening in the Crossgate District. Well, so we, those, we those want to write about those examples, Jeff. <laughs> we definitely want to write about those when the time is right. So, And we want to help these people. We want to drive not just growing the lying businesses, but we want to make Wichita grow. Right. We believe in the Chung Report that, yeah, we, we can talk about how great things are, but if we don't move the meter, then we're really not making a difference. Right. So we've got ourselves out there and as the catalyst in a lot of different areas. We're involved in, in the E2E community and the AVP that Josh Oding is driving. We believe in him and we believe in helping young entrepreneurs. So we're going to be right in the middle of that to help them flourish here. So we're excited about a new project that we can't quite announce in this pod podcast, but uh, we're going to be right down here close to your offices and making some neat things happen and right on Douglas Avenue. We've, soon, got, so. the, we've got the pen and the reporter <laughs> ready, so we're okay. ready to report on those when, when you get a chance. You might need an office in our one of our offices. That's true. With you all never the activity know. we've got going on. <laughs> <laughs> one last thing. You're, you were one of our experts on opportunity zones, and the main point it seemed like you wanted to make, aside from you can help people, uh, get those capital gains that they need to take advantage of opportunity zones, but also your your thought was there's a sense of urgency here. Act quickly, right? Absolutely. For the investor, the person that has a gain to involve into an opportunity zone, then you need to act quickly. As a property owner, you you need to know what what has happened to you and your property as a result of where these maps were drawn. So give us a call at Lang Real Estate or at Equiset, 
and we can help advise you. One of the things that we've learned to help our businesses grow is understand what we're good at and what we're not good at. And when we're not good at it, then we reach out to consultants and uh, we use their advice because they've been there, they're doing that. So we feel like we can be a great consultant for people all around this Opportunity Zone situation. We've got some development projects that are happening where investments could be made and it'll be lying managed and driven and so it'll be done right. Uh, we've got some listings that are going on with people that said, wow, does that change my property value? And based upon a case-by-case -case basis, it absolutely can. So we've got some new listings going on that'll be bringing some new properties on the market. We've got some businesses that are looking at relocating. We're helping them make that happen. So the Opportunity Zone is a game changer. You ought to dial into it now, not put that one off because it is one of the largest pieces of tax legislation that's ever happened in right. America. Jeff Lang has a lot of things going, a lot of irons in the fire. You're very busy, and we appreciate you being able to spend a little time with us on the podcast. We appreciate it. I have a feeling we're going to have you on again soon to talk some more. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, we could have spent five hours, 10 Absolutely. hours, 20 hours. We've got a lot to talk about, a lot of things going on, so I'm sure we'll talk more. Absolutely. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be back to wrap up in a moment. At Equity Bank... Stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit EquityBank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 114. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at WichitaBusinessJournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week. Mm -hmm.